Welcome to the Sparkles and Rhinestones pageant podcast, the top UK pageant podcast for all things pageantry. I'm your host, Hannah Golding. I do need a really good jingle. Um, that's something in the works. Now, I have to be, this podcast should not be more than 20 minutes long. Let's see if we do that. And that's only because I need to go pick Penelope up. (laughs) Um, It's still snowing outside, but it's International Women's Day, loving life. Um, So today's episode is going to be all about interview questions, how to approach. And we're going to be talking about the sandwich method. Now, what is the sandwich method, I hear you say? If you were at the workshop last week, (laughs) if you were at pageant con, um, if you've been to a masterclass before, you will know what that sandwich method is. Um, although we'd be inclusive, it could be a trifle if you don't like sandwiches. I could say it could be a roll. It, it couldn't be a wrap because that only has like one layer and then the filling, so that's only two. But, you know, we digress. We digress with all of that. Um, but yeah, really inspired to do this episode after our... Um, face-to-face workshop event on Saturday. Thank you to everyone who came and donated. We raised £185 for Switchboard, which I'm so thankful for. Um, We do still have the interview masterclass, which is this Friday at six o'clock, and it is £6. Celebrate six years, um, six wonderful years in pageantry, um, once again for the same charity. And we do have a little raffle as well um, for today, for International Women's Day. Uh, going on so if you're listening I'd like to say it would be all filled up but raffles these days are very hard to fill especially as there's so many going on um but I digress it was really nice to have the event because it just solidified like my love for pageantry um and why I do what I do and why I do so much for free and I know that people are like, you should do that. And it's like, but I want to. <laughs> just staying involved in the pageant community, it's just another layer, especially all the feedback from the magazine as well. Thank you guys so much. I'm really, really thankful for all of that. But let's get into the podcast at hand. So, interview. We are going to talk about how to best approach an interview um, with explaining your answers. So that's what we're going to focus on today. We're going to focus on getting pageantry answers as well as personality because that's what we want. Um, and at the end, I'm going to give you a couple of things that will really help because we don't gatekeep our interview techniques here. I mean, we don't because there's 80 pages in the handbook. Um, we don't do that. So if you know... If you know about the sandwich method, you will know. I'm going to talk you through it now. So you have three layers. The first layer is addressing the question. And when we say that, it doesn't mean repeating the question. Because we all know that's a no-no in pageantry. Because you make the conversation sound more forced. You want it to be more relaxed. Um, So addressing the question by providing, you know, the first part of the answer... Then the second part, the filling of that sandwich, or, you know, oh my God, I can't even think out what trifle. Would it be the custard? Wouldn't it? It'd be custard because it's jelly custard cream. Um, <laughs> the custard um, would be an example. So 
this is where you use an example and you explain a bit more. So you have that time to explain a bit more, not too much. As we said with the story, you want to give, you want to tell a story, but you don't want to tell a novel. This is like a, a short story, a little poem, the tiny blurb on a book. That's what you're giving in an interview because you only have three minutes, especially interviews. So if you have a one minute interview, you're not going to get much at all. So you want to make sure you get enough content across without going into like loads and loads of detail because you don't need too much detail. Like if you have a platform that consists of so many things, you don't need that um, at all. Like you really don't because they can find that out through other ways. That's why you have when you create a platform or a campaign, you have like that little, you know, the tagline. It needs to be very easy to summarize in a few words or a couple of sentences. You know, like my platform, for example, is Use Your Pageant Voice. So it is encouraging pageant girls to speak up and use their voice on different matters that affect today's society if I then wanted to explain it then I would go into my work with the LGBT community you know talking about plus size women um all the other causes that I will lift up and celebrate um and speak out about uh so you have that you have the example and then the third so the bottom is your um and I think you probably definitely have said this on the podcast a few times, but we're just, you know, sometimes there are 60, I think there's 63 episodes. Um, so for those who are long-time listeners, this will be a refresh. Uh, for those who are starting to listen and you finally got caught up, it's cool. We can refresh the brain from then. Um, but yes, so... The third part is your future or past example. Now, when I say this, it's, this is because it backs up the example you just said in your second. So you're not just talking the talk, you're walking the walk as well for your words. Ironic, right? But I will give you an example of a question. So some people might think that this doesn't like work with any pageant question. It can. Now, there are some questions where it's not going to work as well because you're literally, like your favourite colour, you don't need to paint a story. <laughs> For that, you'll say what your favourite colour is and then you could have a funny antidote about, you know, your favourite colour or you tell a little thing about you. It's not a full question. <laughs> like... You have to decide what questions are serious and what questions are fun to how much time you give those questions. Um, so let's go with what we've been doing the lead up to the finals. A very popular pageant question, of course. So how we break this down to these three sections. The first would be addressing the question. So you know, what I've been doing the lead up to the finals, I'll use my example you know, <clears throat> I've been so lucky to have achieved 105 appearances as my time as UK's National Miss Wiltshire, as well as fundraise over a £1,000 for several different charities, including Mind and Switchboard, both mental health charities. So that there, that's like the first part, that's the intro <laughs> of your essay. Um, then I'm going to go with the example. And this is where a lot of people go wrong with a list, you know. So if I list, I could say, you know, 
I managed to do a raffle. I also held pageant con as well as this I held a face-to-face -face event, confidence event and then I also held um, a front cover competition which raised this amount. As well as this I also did this event and as well as this I attended this, this and this. So you can see that it starts to become a bit boring. If you're listing it, it gets very boring. Whereas when I've just listed, as I said before I started listing that, <laughs> you know, I've done 105 appearances to this charity, you know, then it's putting that enthusiasm into that example. So I will then say one of the things that I absolutely loved as my time as a finalist was holding pageant con. It raised, I think it was 250 this year. But if I'd been interviewed, it was three hundred. Raised three hundred pounds for an amazing charity. Uh, but also, I got to listen in on all these guest speakers. Um, you know, and I love learning. My notepad was full, and everyone loves a good notepad. Um, so that's that's that part there. I've added a bit of personality. I do love notepad. Honestly, I really do. Um, <laughs> and then I'm gonna back it up with the future or past example now for this because of a pageant con i can say both i can say you know today we have raised 1450 pounds for various charities through holding pageant con um and you know that i have it booked for next year it's already in the diary i just need to get my guest speakers and choose the charity you know and then once with that answer i've said a past and future because i've only touched on it slightly but if you're talking about the past, you're going to talk about a future event. So, and if you're talking about future, you're going to back it up with the past. So if you've done anything in your time as a finalist, you're going to say, I, so loads of people have done cool skydives and abseiling and they've held all these amazing events. If they want to do that again in their year, they're going to say like, um, you know, this is why I really want to hold this event. I'm going to double my fundraising um, that I did. Because you've got proof. You know you raised £300 this event. So you want to double it and raise 600 That's doable. Of course, manageable and achievable goals. Don't say you're going to raise a million pounds. <laughs> Don't put that stress on yourself. Um, I will always remember being asked. So this is when I, when I won like my first title where I was crowned at. It was Miss Swindon 2011. Um, where we actually had like a... <laughs> and we had like a meeting and they're like right we're doing the press release what's your fundraising target like and bearing in mind in the two years I've been competing by then because it's my second year technically a year in that one a year and a bit <laughs> um <laughs> a year and a bit and I'd fundraised um probably like 800 pound by then for the variety children's club charity and they were like, what target? You need a big one. I was like, yeah, I'm going to raise £10,000 for different charities. Pfft, was I? I'd never raised that amount. I hadn't even raised £1,000. Um, I think in that year, oh, I don't know. I think, <laughs> I don't think it was that much. I think it was another £700 for different charities. I, I was on a lot of events, fundraising for other charities, not my personal. Um, so yeah, you want to make sure that it's a. Um, 
But going back to that, using using the sandwich or the trifle, you know, if you're a sweet or savoury person, it really does help with any question because, you know, rather than thinking that you have to go off on a tangent of different things, you've got a good structure. So let's go with another question, for example. So the next question would be, um, what qualities do you possess that would make a good queen? Straight away at the top is a quality or two. You don't have to have more than that. I know we have three, because I always say about like, you know, three bullet points, because it's three things about you that people will ask. But when it comes to qualities, there are some qualities that are really similar. So, you know, hardworking and dedicated, kind of the same. Um, that's all I've got in my head right now. <laughs> um, yeah, like good timekeeping skills and organisational skills are like on the same par. Um, you know, str- like resilience and strength on the same. You know, it's just like getting the thesaurus out, isn't it? Um, <laughs> so with that, um, I could say then a couple of qualities. The example of why. So let's say timekeeping skills. I could say, um, I feel like I'm a very organized person. I have really good timekeeping skills. I need to be as a mum. That's a little bit of an example there. I need to be as a mum, but also as a finalist, I've been managing my diary. <laughs> and the reason why I've achieved so many appearances is because I've made sure that I have enough time to do pageant duties, but also, you know, chill, watch RuPaul's Drag Race, record podcasts. <laughs> um, but then, so I've kind of said some examples in there already, but I could say, you know, well, I have just there, like I've managed my diary as a finalist. I can then say, I do believe that a great pageant queen is someone who has um good timekeeping skills to be on time to events to be organized to have everything written down um and then I could make a future link because I've already exam referenced something I've done a future link by saying you know my diary is already filled all the way up to December um and I would love to be able to have the crown for these events um but if not they're already booked and the written link so with that, <laughs> like, I'm not assuming um, that I'm going to have the crown, um, but I'm seeing in there that I have fought past the crown, um, and I've given a couple of um, a couple of qualities that link to me and that link to pageantry. With the example as well, you can have what you've done, or you can have what someone else has done that relates to you. So if they're asking you, you know, what's queen you know what's your favorite queen of this system or your role model or inspiration it's great to say someone's name but you have to link it back to you and I've had this before I've had this question and it's like um especially in training if they say my name um this is not brag (laughs) it's a humble brag actually um I love it it's really sweet and I love that um I get this really nice feedback I sometimes don't know what to do with compliments <laughs> so I'm just like Ooh. um even though I was saying in your interviews that like, you've got to own it you've got to talk about yourself come on girls um but it's all well and nice hyping me up but you've got to hype yourself up because your interview so I'm like who would you say me but what are there what is it about me that inspires you so you know it could be that they do something similar with a podcast 
put that in, leave it to you. Um, it could be, like as I said, with being a plus size woman or, um, you know, being a mum. Like these are all links to then talk about yourself and inspire and, you know, how it inspires you and how that, like it's the same with everything with a current queen. It's to have that inspiration, uh, to have that link back to you. You have to link yourself back into it. So the sandwich method can work for most questions. It really can. How you tell a story with your answers is you want to make sure that this type of question, if it's a serious question, you're going to give more thought. You don't need to give too much. It's the same as some people will explain their platform in their first answer and it'll be a long list of things, um, which gives no scope for questions, you know, it's all great talking, but there needs to be context to it. That's why you give, like, the best bits. That's why we say to bullet point your answers rather than write them in full. It's really important to do that. Um, when you are talking about your questions, so it's painting that story. So if you're telling them about your event that you organised, talk us through it, you know. Really enjoyed holding a charity ball. Um, the venue was amazing. Of course, it was really stressful. Um, but I wouldn't trade that for the world. Like the payoff was so great. We raised this amount. Um, got to do this. Like if you had it in a PJ party, did you have fun games? Um, you know, was there a funny story that happened? Like yeah, have something there so it gives more context to your answers. Um. And this is why, so what we did, there's a thing I do with some of my clients when it's, when you're listening to the questions sometimes, uh, it's, it's hard to kind of take away like what you're going to say because you want to repeat the question. Whereas I do, I think I wrote it down in the handbook. I'm not sure if it's in there, but it's definitely in somewhere. I've talked about it. It's called the word association game. Um, and basically you take a word, you give an answer. So if I said crown, you could say something around the crown. Um, if I said sparkles, you know, <laughs> talk about something like that. It gets you more into a conversational like headspace when it comes to pageant answers. The same with, now we also did this with random words, like they were socks, teddy bears, lunch. Um, you know, because it's getting you out of that habit. So I sometimes, the flashcards, go through questions. I'm like, right, if it's a personality answer, how can I not talk about pageants? Or sometimes I'm like, how can I link pageants into this? You have to have, like, the whole package when it comes to it. So you don't want to be too serious. And that's why like recording your answers back sometimes works. Obviously working with a coach is very beneficial, but um, you know, timing, see how long you are going on with the question. Because sometimes we hear like, oh, I'm talking too long, so now I need to shorten it, and you shorten it too much. You have to find that balance. Um so in regards to interview question, how to approach them, you approach every interview like it's conversation with your best friends. Um, you know, old time friends you've not seen for a while, so you'll catch them up on your life. Um, yeah, you're telling them your achievements you've achieved, you're telling them your goals, your plans, you know, you also tell them why you hate 
a certain flavour of ice cream, or you really hate Crocs, but they're really fashionable. Um, I dislike Crocs. Apologies, that's a very controversial opinion. I just don't like the holes in them. I think that's what it is. They probably are comfy, I guess, but... <laughs> you know, like, if someone asked me that in an interview, I would just give it an honest answer. Like, I'm really not that. Um, but I support everyone who wants to, you know, wear what they want to wear. If that's their fashion that's their fashion they keep going girl like <laughs> and that's what an interview the one of the best interviews will be an interview where you've got some serious content out but you also got your personality out you know you laughed you made the judges laugh they have to laugh with you like that's what <laughs> they have to um but yes no um think of it as i said like you're catching up because that's the best way if you go into their thinking like because you are interviewing for a job role that's not paid most of the time. <laughs> it's volunteer work. Um, so you, there has to be some seriousness about it. But if you're too serious, you're going to miss out on the joy of the whole part of competing. It's not fun when you're paying loads. It's not fun when you're stressed, when things aren't going your way. But you look at, you look at it afterwards, you're like, oh my God, I wish I did this, I wish I did that. Like, let's chill. So, think of the sandwich. If that makes you laugh, just think of a sandwich. Not hungry, though. Like, that's not good. Um, But the sandwich, remember, the top is addressing the answer. We never repeat the question given to us. The second is your filler. So, it is your example. An explanation about the example, you know, if you had a fun appearance, talk about that. Then... The last part is, of course, your future or past example to back it up, to show that you're not just talking about nothing. You know what you're talking about. You know you can do it. And you'll show the judges that you can. So, as I said, time conscious. It's going to be like one of my shortest episodes <laughs> because of time. But I wanted to get it out today because otherwise it makes no sense being on International Women's Day talking about that and snow. It could be just sludge tomorrow. It is sludge out there, actually. <laughs> it's sludge. Um, so, with all of that with your interview it's such a different process and i think it's sometimes for some patterns it's like the most highly scored like process so don't try and wing it there's like their balance between over rehearsing and under rehearsing but anyway i digress i hope that episode has been enough for you i will try and have more bite-sized episodes (laughs) I will try. But of course, message the page if you want anything covered. Um, we are here for you after all. Um, now loads of like we've sold loads of it's always like when I haven't done the order, I'm like, oh, it's getting a bit low. And then suddenly like three or four people order a handbook. I'm like, ah. Um the handbooks are out of stock, but the flashcards are. There are two or three left. I will be at the iGem workshop this Saturday if you would like to grab a pack. Um, our masterclass is on the Friday uh, and also we have some other stuff that is going to be coming up um, and they're very limited I think I only have like three or four spaces for interview before Galaxy so if you are looking for your last minute interview session but if you've got a bit longer to prepare drop me a message Um, but thank you so much for all the love on our birthday month and celebrating womanhood with international women's day um i really hope that you all achieve your goals and dreams wish it on i was gonna say wish it on a star but on a crown would be a much better um 
but yes, now I'm back to my duties. Uh, so <laughs> have an amazing week if I don't see you. Um, but yes, let us know if there's anything you want us to cover. Um, but yeah, peace out.